right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me today, it's that time of year. Pro football <laughs> kickoff this weekend. Uh, actually starts uh, Thursday night, I believe. Uh, time for us to get ready for some football. Uh, of course, we're going to start up Thursday night with the Chiefs and the Patriots. Get a chance. Uh, the last time we saw the Patriots, of course, you know, they put on display one of the greatest football games ever in history of in the history of pro football. Coming back to uh, defeat Atlanta in the Super Bowl, of which I thought uh, at halftime, like most of you, that Atlanta, the game was over with. But uh, again, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And uh, that's important to me because uh, I've got a special guest who's going to call in with me today. And uh, his finish was a spectacular one. He finished it in Canton, Ohio, at the induction ceremony of 2017 Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. And that uh, young man that I am talking about is uh, the great safety, Kenny Easley of the Seattle Seahawks and also from UCLA. So I'm hoping that Kenny gets a chance to call in. I spoke to him, and uh, he had confirmed that he would uh, be able to call in. Kenny, of course, is uh, from that freshman class of 199, I'm sorry, yeah, 1977. Uh, I remember we all stepped on, ca- on various campuses for the first time ever, and it was a... Uh, it was a class of freshman football players that um, had a lot to, to do and say at the college level and on to the next level. As I just mentioned, Kenny, of course, being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I think Kenny, um, certainly a good friend, Ronnie Lott, who Kenny spoke about in his uh, induction ceremony, is also a part of that Hall of Fame class. Uh, Lawrence Taylor has been inducted. Uh, there's a few other people in that uh, freshman class of 1977 that stepped on college campuses around the country. I, I like to think of a class that uh, really helped turn sports around across all platforms. Of course, Magic stepped on the campus of Michigan State University that year, too. And I, I think college football and college basketball just went to a different level of excitement and entertainment at that time with some personalities that were very good athletes, stepped on campuses and performed very well. And the broadcast of those games on television, very special. Um, So hopefully uh, we'll get a chance, uh, Kenny will get a chance to call in here and uh, get a chance to chat with him a little bit. Uh, Certainly we got some games coming up this weekend, Um, some good ones. I think most of you uh, will agree. You've probably been waiting for the season to get started. I'm curious. uh, Of course, I want to see that Eagles and Redskins game for sure. Um, That Giants and Cowboys game, which was going to be pretty interesting. All of a sudden now, with Zeke waiting in the winds to see what will happen, it um, doesn't carry as much weight. But even with that being said, I'm one of those people that um, I believe that the Cowboys at the end of the season will still be in the hunt because of the fact that Zeke is going to be suspended. We know for at least minimum of two games. 
Uh, probably, I think it's going to be all six, but who knows? May come in at four. But either way, I, I think that uh, the Cowboys will be in a, in a dialogue at the end of the year because of the fact that Zeke will come in and, um, you know, he'll be fresh. And he'll come in with a purpose and a mission, and, and that is to um, apologize to his team for what he cost them, and that'll be a number of games. Uh, Zeke, uh, similar to Tom Brady, uh, who was suspended last year, his team, I think, won every game except one of which he was away from the team. So they rallied themselves and, and proved to people that they you know, were the team that uh, everybody thought that they should be, and that is because one man, it happens in every sport. One man down, the next man, next man up. And so that, even though you know there's a difference between your starter and the backup in terms of talent, it should not drop off that much. And you got to give Bill Belichick a lot of credit, too, for what happened last year. And that simply was the fact that uh, he, uh, he did an outstanding job of having his team ready if, if Tom was going to play or not. So um, I think if the Cowboys want to prove that they have an organization that is in the conversation with the New England Patriots, but they don't, not at this time. Uh, but let's see. The Patriots did it last year without their, their quarterback. Uh, Zeke is, uh, you know, he's the glue that kind of holds together that, that team down there in Dallas. I think they all feed off of him. And as, he, as Zeke goes, the Cowboys tend to go. So I think if the Cowboys can go up to New York and, uh, well, if they can beat New York, because I believe the game is in Dallas. Uh, so if, if they can come out with a victory and start the season off right, hey, they, they surprise a lot of people. But at the same time, um, you should be able to do that. You certainly should be able to do that and. Uh, that should not surprise anybody if that happens. Uh, the Eagles and the Redskins, um, certainly uh, that, that's a game where the Eagles are going to be playing the Redskins in Washington. Redskins uh, lost uh, a lot on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but they, they've got a lot to prove, and so do the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are, I, I would think that even though that's a way, I, in my mind, I haven't checked it to see what Vegas is saying. But in my mind, uh, I think the Eagles are, are the favorite. I think they uh, are the better of the two teams, even though on the road, even though they're going to be on the road. That, that's okay. That's just down the highway for them. Uh, it's still a home game for them. A lot of fans travel. The Eagle fans travel up up and down that 95, uh, you know, up to New York and, and down to D.C. So it's not a bad game for them. They don't even have to get on a plane. They just jump on the bus. Um but we're certainly looking to see uh, how the Eagles look this year. Expecting good things out of them. Uh, another game that I'm, uh, I find interesting uh, that we need to see what happens is uh, in the AFC, uh, the Ravens and the Bengals coming out first game of the year. <laughs> you know, those two right there, of course, you expect one or the other to win the division. And uh, they got each other heads up very first game. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Certainly, um, I don't know. I like, I, I'm going to say in that game, uh, the Bengals, because there's so much pressure on, on Marvin. Mar Marvin's got to win or Marvin's got to go. Move, win, Marvin, win or move. Move on. Uh, 
the Bengals have been held hostage for a long time down there. Uh, it's about time for them to go deep into the playoffs. But I, I like that. I like that. I think that's a good game. Uh, I think that's a good game. I think probably the best game of the day is going to be Seattle and the Packers. I think everybody's uh, going to be healthy there. Um, I think that both the quarterbacks are going to come out expecting to perform well. Uh, I think the pressure's on. I think the pressure's on Aaron Rodgers this year. Um, all the other quarterbacks that uh, that have had some pressure on, uh, they've dealt with it. Uh, gotten to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. Uh, I, th- I think the pressure's on Aaron now. Certainly, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we got the uh, Chargers and and the Browns. That uh, certainly is something interesting. Um, the Chargers and the Browns. Well, you know that that that's interesting because of course, you know, the the Browns are the team. Of course, that I'm going to. Uh, I'm sorry. I said the Chargers and the Browns. That, that, that is not right. It's the Chargers and the Broncos. I'm sorry. The Steelers and the Browns. The Steelers and the Browns, obviously, big arch rival there for the Browns taking on the Steelers. Steelers may not feel that, that, that they're a rival, but uh, certainly the Steelers have been, been more, more dominant uh, over the Browns over the years. But certainly, uh, Joe Hayden's going to have something to prove, going to be over there playing against uh, the Browns, somebody he's going to be guarding, uh, probably will end up playing man-to-man. Uh, you know, that's one thing that's not hard for a DB, particularly if you're a corner. If, you, if you're released and you got to go someplace else to pick up a system, hell, just tell them you want to play man, ask them to let you just play man the whole game. <laughs> you don't have to, you got, you got one thing you got to do is guard this man. You don't have to worry about, you know, what kind of defense you guys are in. Just say, I, I want to play man. I can just, Take whoever you want me to take, and I'll shut him down. So uh, another good game that I think is going to be out there, it's going to be an important game, of course, is going to be the Panthers. Got to see what Cam looks like. Uh, the 49ers, let's see if they're going to be relevant at all. But it's important to see uh, what Cam Newton looks like after surgery. Uh, does he still have the bravado? Is, is he still very confident in himself? Uh, I think Cam is... Cam is just Cam. Cam is confident in himself. So we'll, we'll look to see if, if that confidence can carry over to performance. And I think Cam has got to just be smarter with the football when it's in his hands. Uh, it obviously does not need to take any more shots than he needs to take. And, and the shots shouldn't be really anything where he's got a chance to be hurt. He should be running away from people. Uh, the lineman should not miss blocks, so he's blindsided and you know comes down on his shoulder. So uh, just run out of bounds. Nothing wrong with running out of bounds. It's your best friend. Sideline's your best friend in the National Football League. I think sometimes people on the offensive side of the ball they don't realize that, and that puts the defensive players in a position where they're sometimes presumed to be dirty because guys on the sideline he don't want to run out of bounds, so you try to take him out. We've got about a minute here, um, and we're going to have to take a break. But hopefully, as I said, uh, we have the opportunity to spend some time talking with T. 
2017 Hall of Fame inductee, Kenny Easley, one of the greatest safeties to ever play the game. And uh, I told Kenny, man, I, I have, my ego is in my back pocket. I sit on it all the time. I'm going to give it up when it needs to be given up. And homeboy just brought out play. And uh, it took a while, but he got his, what he deserved. And he is in my hometown. I can stop by and holler at him and rub that, uh, that bus, make a wish. But uh, Kenny Easley bought a lot of great football to those of you who watched um, in the 80s. Great football player and 70s in college. All right, so I think what I'll do is uh, I'll be obedient to the schedule, and I'm going to take our first break. You've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree spies her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum, or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, I promised to you that we were going to have a special guest with us today. Uh, I just spoke to uh, Kenny on the phone, and hopefully he'll be calling in any time now. And, and as soon as he calls in, um, we will patch him right in. Um, and, of course, uh, from that point on, uh, if you're interested, you could also make a call in. I'll, I'll open the lines up today, 888-346-9144. If you ever in your life want to have a chance to ask a question of a Pro Football Hall of Famer, uh, you can do that uh, today very shortly. I believe Kenny will be on with us. So, uh, so let, let me get back to... Uh, let me get back to um, that schedule of this week's ball games. Uh, of course, the Chiefs and the Patriots. Uh, I don't think uh, anybody's going to give the Chiefs a chance to win that game um, for whatever reason why. 
Patriots opening up after the last time they were playing the Super Bowl championship, um, or the fact that they're just a much better team than the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I, I happen to think Andy Reid is always going to have his teams prepared, uh, and, and they could beat anybody. That's, that's what football is all about on any given Sunday. But uh, just going down the schedule, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick the Patriots on that. Uh, the Jets and the Bills. Uh, the Jets, I mean, really, the Jets don't have a, a, a good quarterback. So I'm just, I got to go with the Bills. I'm, I'm just going to go with the Bills because, you know, the Jets, that, that franchise is in trouble. Right? They just can't seem to get it together. It's, it's embarrassing. That, that's a storied franchise. They should be much better than that. Uh, so I'm going with the Bills on that one. Uh, the Eagles and the Redskins, I already told you. I believe I did. If I didn't, I will say it. I'm going to, and not be a homer, I just think the Eagles are going to be win that game. They're a better ball club. Uh, here's a good one, the Raiders and the Titans. Uh, I don't know why I said it's a good one, only because I think the Raiders, um, Derek Carr last year, um, you know, got injured, uh, got an outstanding uh, wide receiver. Cooper um, I, I, I just think the Raiders are, are going to be a good team um, plus the Raiders got something to prove I think those people there uh, you know are disappointed that the Raiders are going to Vegas but at the same time I think they're excited about the fact that the Raiders are going to Vegas they got their team their team's going to be in Vegas uh, if there's any team that should be in Vegas it is the Raiders and I think they will do the best they can to give their fans a going away present so I'm going to pick the Raiders there uh, Buccaneers and, and, and the Dolphins um uh, I like I like Tampa Bay. Uh, quarterback's looking good. Um, I I also think that uh, they're they're just going to be a they they're, they're going to be a better team than they were uh, last year. Uh, okay, it's my understanding that uh, Kenny just was able to join us, so I'm I'm going to welcome him uh, to the show. Kenny, how you doing there, man? You okay? Doing fine, doing fine. My apologies to you, my brother. Oh, that's okay, man. Listen, you don't have to apologize for for anything. It's my honor, as I told you before, uh, when you and I were on the phone that uh, admired the way you play. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to, uh, you know, those of us who've played the game to uh, to give the respect that's deserved to to other players, man. But I, I I've been one that I've tried to pride myself in that. Uh, people inspire you to play play better. Yeah, you know, you um, hope that one day you could play at the level that they play. And I just want to say amongst your peers, man, you you did things well for that class of 1977 uh, coming into colleges and universities around the country. You, of course, on the campus of uh, of UCLA. And uh, I, but I also I also heard you in, in the induction speech. Kenny, I, I was there. Uh, I, I heard you give uh, respect and honor. Um, to another classmate of ours in that uh, generation it was Ronnie Lott. And, of course, uh, man, you and Ronnie bought the wood. <laughs> you know, I uh, appreciate you giving it up to Ronnie. But uh, let me ask you, Kenny, how, how was that, man? Looking back now, it's, it's been um, almost a month. Uh, when you look back up on that uh, Hall of Fame festivity, man, how, how do you feel about it? Did, you, did they, Was it everything you thought or, or a little bit less or a little bit more? Uh, well, definitely more. Um, I guess, you know, you try to imagine what it's going to be like, and uh, and uh, after you go through it, uh, you you can can't really imagine that all of that stuff took place um, 
as it did. And, uh, you know, the fact that the, that the gold jackets were there to, to welcome you into this unique, uh, organization, uh, was really special. I, a lot of guys that I had played against, guys that I had watched play as a, as a youngster and, uh, to be amongst them, uh, was uh, truly something special, uh, not only for me, uh, but for my children, um, who um, were very respectful of the Gold Jackets and, uh, and, 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 and the contributions that they've made to the game of football. Yeah, I, I uh, certainly can appreciate that myself. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, your family, uh, I wanted to say to you, I, I have a Gabrielle as well, I understand. And, uh, you have one of your daughters' name is Gabrielle. Am I correct? Yeah, my uh, yes, my oldest daughter, uh, yes. Gabrielle. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, certainly heard that. But uh, but I, I listened to the speech and I went back and, and Kenny. Then I watched it again because uh, there was a couple things in that you said. I I I, I heard them, uh, but I wanted to make sure that I that I listened to them this time and I and I understood and um, certainly uh, like you said. Uh, there had been a previous time where you uh, were uh, up for uh, the induction, um, but this this was the time when you uh, were actually inducted. And um, I think you said um, that you weren't going to be anxious. Uh, and and then you mentioned about uh, leaning on your faith, and and God has already worked it out. So I, I guess this was uh, you feel this was the time where the ceremony, your induction ceremony was supposed to happen. And, uh, but, 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 but were you ever anxious over the years uh, when you heard your name on the ballot? Um, was there a little anxiety in thinking that it might happen or, or were you just going to let it play out? Well, uh, you know, 30 years ago when I was first nominated, uh, um, and I just want to say, I, 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 I want to interrupt you, sorry there, but I don't know why 30 years ago, why they didn't just make it happen. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it, it is what it is. There wasn't one, you know, better since then, ain't been one, wasn't one better then. So it should have just happened. But again, I don't have a vote, but I'll let you go ahead and finish your, 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 your comment. Well, thanks. I appreciate that, Ray. Uh, but yeah, 30 years ago, uh, when I was a much younger man, obviously 30 years younger, uh, uh, I'm glad it did not happen then because I would not have had the appreciation and the reverence that this honor deserves. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you were a young man at one time, you know, we were probably around the same age and, you know, you come out of football and, and you, you know, even though you're retired, you still feel that, you know, you're the king of the hill and, uh, and that, uh, that football owed you something, you know, and uh, and so I'm glad it didn't happen then. In uh, uh, in 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 hindsight, uh, because I just would not. I, I I know me, and I know coming out of the game, uh, the way my attitude was uh, that uh, I would not have given the game and this this honor uh, the reverence that it deserved. So. Uh, so the Lord worked it out for me the way that, that, that because he knew my heart. Mm. And, and uh, 30 years later, um, 
you know, he dropped the, uh, the Hall of Fame on, on me when he knew that I would give it the, the reverence and the, and, and the specialness that it deserved. And so uh, that, um, that Bible passage that, uh, that I talked about in my speech was Philippians 4 and 16. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And, and once I heard that, I was, I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was in church one day, and when the pastor said this, and I said, this, ha- this has to pertain to me in some kind of way. And I went home and I kept reading it, and and I went and talked to my pastor about it, and uh, he said, "Yeah, look, there's a season for everything." Mm. And he said, "When your season comes, it will come, but everything has a season, and it's not your season yet." And so I I, I just said I, I just set set on that, and you know for years and uh, just. Be anxious for nothing. And, you know, 30 years after the fact, you know, uh, they dropped the Pro Football Hall of Fame on me, and and the pastor was right. There's a season for everything. And that 2017 was my season. Because there are a lot of great football players, uh, Ray, as you probably know out there on the senior on the senior list, I mean, they just they just nominated two other, you know, fine football players and Robert Brazil and Jerry Kramer uh, for the 2018 class from the senior division. And when you when you take a look at the senior division list and the quality of players that are on that list, and for you to be selected ahead of these guys, I mean, it had to be my season. So. Uh, once I, once, I, once I understood Philippians 4 and 6, uh, be anxious for nothing, uh, it, it, it sort of steeled my soul. Mm. And, I, I, and I was not anxious anymore about it. I didn't even think about it anymore. Mm. In fact, the day that they called me and told me that uh, I was uh, a, the nominee for the senior division for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, it just felt like this, this was the right thing to do at this point. Right. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't terribly excited. Uh, I was, it was a good thing, but I had done what God had told me to do. Be anxious for nothing. Yeah, I think that uh, little wisdom and, and that spiritual connection you, uh, you, you've been speaking about uh, prepared you at this time um, to go in and accept that award and uh, not be anxious, like you said, Um so I'm, I'm certainly glad that they, they took care of business. Uh, we're going to have to take a break for a couple seconds here, Kenny. Then we're going to be back. Uh, those of you out there listening, continue to listen. You can call in if you like. I'm going to open the lines, 888-346-9144. We usually don't take call, Kenny, but if somebody wants to call, uh, maybe if, if they uh, make it in, uh, we'll let you share a word or two with them. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports All right, you hear the music, you know the show, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, what matters to me is I've got my friend Kenny Easley, Hall of Famer, class of 2017, uh, out of UCLA, uh, former Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Kenny, uh, let me ask you a couple questions, man. You've probably been asked these kind of questions before, but it's, I think it's important for people to know uh, when it comes to sports, uh, it, it's a game, it's a job, but we also enjoy it. Uh, looking back over your career, um, what, what were some of the highlights for you as a player uh, that were special to you at, at UCLA and uh, in the National Football League? Well, uh, I believe the most significant uh, game uh, that uh, we, in fact, we just had a, uh, a reunion this past weekend of our 1977 freshman class at UCLA out at the UCLA Texas A&M game. Go Bruins! You see the Bruins come back <laughs> yesterday? Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I believe it was 1978 when uh, we went into uh, Columbus and uh, and put a goose egg on the Buckeyes. Uh, that was really significant uh, because I believe the year before they had come out to UCLA and beat and beaten us uh, in our place. Yep. And uh, and uh, and we we uh, we uh, repaid the favor. Uh, but in terms of college games, uh, uh, that and uh, my senior year at UCLA, when we beat Southern Cal, um, only one out of the four years that we played them. Uh, but we had some very competitive games, but. Uh, we only won one of them. Um, 
in the NFL, I would say uh, we had a win in uh, 1983 over the Miami Dolphins in the divisional playoff game uh, that put us into the uh, ASC championship game against the Raiders, which we lost. Uh, and then, obviously, in 1984, uh, we set a club record with 12 wins, um, and uh, we had four losses in that season, and uh, went and played the Miami Dolphins again in the divisional game, and we lost to them on the uh, second time around. But I thought we were a better team in 1984, and I really thought that we were going to uh, do it uh, in 84. But uh, I guess uh, when you go into the... Uh, the same place after beating the team uh, in their home and you're going back for a second year is probably pretty hard to do. But uh, uh, those were the highlights of of, uh, some of the highlights of my career. Obviously, I had a lot of great highlights, but I would mention those things as the the key highlights of my uh, football, I mean, of my college and pro career. Mm -hmm. You know, here, here you talk about those uh, game, Kenny. I, I know there were uh, there were some plays uh, that that happened on the field that I, I remember in particular because I was on that Ohio State team uh, when you guys came in, and um, I'm just going to state that it was it was actually the 1980 season when you guys came in. We came out to your place in '79 and won. In 1980, you guys came to Columbus. And you, okay. And you, yeah, I got, and, I got my years. And you, and you, and yeah, and you beat us. But uh, I remember a nice shot. You, you caught our our tailback, uh, Cal Murray, coming out the backfield on the sidelines over there, and all, it's about all hell broke loose over on the sideline. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah you, a camera, you, camera, a cameraman. You know, the guy, the guy, the guy. You know, I hit, I hit <laughs> Cal Murray, and uh, well, first of all, I thought Cal was going to run and duck his head and try to get some extra yards, but he just ran out of bounds on me. And, you know, I I, I was already in the in the in the in the hitting mode. That's right. And when he stepped out of bounds and I just went ahead and hit him. That's right. That's and it right. was clearly it was clearly a penalty. Uh but this cameraman takes this camera and hits me in the face with it. Yeah. And so I just take my hand and just push him back and and uh, yeah, like you said, all hell broke loose over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> I got kicked out of the game. <laughs> we're a little familiar with that. Uh, Woody did that a couple of times, so we understand. We we've had that happen a couple of times uh, on the sidelines over there. Woody, of course, lost his job for uh, punching one of the cameramen, uh, but that happened down at, at Clemson. But uh, we were we were accustomed to seeing that. But uh, certainly in, in, enjoyed competing uh, against you. I know we had. Uh, week of preparation trying to get ready for you guys and uh you know you guys had a, a hell of a ball club over there uh always want to give a shout out to my my dear friend um larry lee and of course uh freeman was doing extremely well too freeman was running that ball for y'all freeman mcneil of course and um but you guys got us at, at home and uh we were fortunate and blessed to to win because that don't happen too many times that Ohio State goes out to UCLA and win a ball game in California. So, uh, but but let me ask you something, Kenny. Uh, there, there's a couple young folks out there, man, that, that listen to the show, and you know, very few times do they get to hear from the greatest that ever played the game. Uh, what is is there anything consistently that when you're speaking to young men who have uh, who inspire to play uh, football at the highest level 
anything, any consistent message that you give them in terms of how to prepare them for the game? Is there something that you think every young man should do or, or could do to better his chances to play? Uh, you talking to me, Ray? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just any, yeah, you any, know, look, I, I just teach. I mean, I have a, a NFL flag football league back here. And uh, now back here, Kenny, make sure you tell us where that's at. Where, where's that at? That's in Virginia, right? Yeah, in Chesapeake, Virginia. Okay. And uh, we got we take kids from seven to four to fourteen, and our our basic principle of teaching these kids is comes from Proverbs twenty two and six where it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he shall not depart from it. And I believe that because my dad trained me up a certain way. And I only knew how to play football one way, and that was to leave it all on the football field every game. And I always said that if I was going to, if I ever had to walk, walk away from the game early because of injury or because of whatever, the one thing people would say about Ken Easley is that he played every game as if it was the last game he was ever going to play. And that's how we train up our, our, our kids in flag football. If, if we train them up the right way, the kids will not forget it. And they will grow and they will grow old. And the same habits that they learn as a child, they will exhibit those habits as an, as an adult. Right. And so that's our philosophy uh, when, we, when we work with our kids. And, and so... We just put, you know, put our kids out there. We, we, we teach them respect, respect for the game, respect for their peers. And, and when you do things like that and you play hard and after the game you, you, you shake your opponent's hand, you'll be amazed at the, at the number of young kids that uh, when they lose, they don't want to shake the opponent's hand. That's because nobody ever taught them that you have to learn how to lose in order to learn how to win. See, a lot of kids never heard that before. Mm. But you have to learn how to lose in order to win. And they don't understand that. And so when you teach them that respect for the game and respect for your peers is, is, is how you learn how to win, I'll give you a perfect example. I think it was the 2014 Super Bowl when the Seahawks uh, beat, the, uh, beat the Denver Broncos uh, in, uh, in New Jersey. Killed them, by the fact, uh, in fact. Two years later, the Denver Broncos come back, and they beat the Carolina Panthers. Two years later, there's a there's a process to winning, and once you learn the process of winning, which comes with losing, then you can be successful in the game, and that's what we teach our kids. Well, Kenny, you you, you talked about uh, how you played the game, and 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 I I'm just going to say this, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who uh, who who probably remember and if they don't remember i'm going to remind them nobody played it harder than you did but but today they don't play that they can't play that game the way you played it back then uh do do you when you look at the game today the fact that they the the physicality that that you brought as a matter of fact i wrote something down i got a quote down here that you used when you and i were on the phone having a conversation. No, I, I'm sorry. This was in the induction ceremony. And, and I'm going to borrow this. I'm not going to steal. I'm going to ask your permission that I borrow this because I never heard it before. Uh, and, and you were talking about the, the godfather of, of, of big-time thumpers. That was Jack Tatum. 
and, Tatum. and then right. and then you went on to talk about the the valley of violence. I, I never heard that one, Kenny. Never in my life. But uh, boy, if, if I got to buy a membership card to it, I'm I'm willing to pay for one because that's certainly what I what I tried to do back in the day too. I appreciate the fact that uh, there is a coach who is at uh, the Seahawks right now who who taught me all about that. Him and another man who's a head coach at Alabama. So. Uh, my junior year when we played you guys out in California, that coach, our secondary coach at that time was Pete Carroll. I don't know if you knew that. And then when yeah, you and then, and then when you guys came to uh, Ohio State the next year, my senior year, that coach, our secondary coach was Nick Saban, because ah. Pete, Pete had left and taken a job. But but Pete was a person that when he turned on the film, Kenny, he he had his own highlight film that he took with him from job to job, and he showed you how he wanted you to play the game. He wanted you to hit the receivers and running backs in the face not down low not on the side not head you know across the bow none of that in the face if you didn't hit him in the face that that was it uh so that i think would would certainly be one of the rules for valley of violence <laughs> of which you again you you said that in your speech you talked about the valley of violence and um of course they don't have that today in in, in football and if somebody out there, I'd be curious to know uh, the aggression that you played the game with. Where did you pick that up from? Was that something in uh, in Pop Warner? Was that something in, in junior high school? Was that high school, college? Where did it come from, Kenny? When did you when did you pick the game up that you played to start playing it so violently? Well, first of all, um, my my dad. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, we're great. Perfect sound. Oh, okay. Um, my dad started coaching me uh, when I was eight years old. And up until the time I went to middle school, my only coach was my dad, which, which uh, he coached me in baseball and, and football and in basketball. And um, my dad was a, was a Marine. And the only thing that impressed him was, was, was your action was what you did. Mm. You, couldn't, you couldn't talk to him because he didn't want to hear it. He wanted to see it. And my dad used to, we're doing baseball, and, 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 and unbeknownst to him, uh, my dad played me in right field. And you know how in baseball, when you, you, at the end of the day, uh, the coach hit the ball to you, you catch it, you throw it into the catcher and roll it back out and you, and right. you come on in. That's right. Yep, I played right field. Well, Got it. Well, I'm out in right field and so all the other players have come in already. So my dad, instead of hitting the ball directly to me like he had hit to the, the other players, he would hit the ball to center field <laughs> and expected me to go and catch it. So I'm, I'm eight years old. I'm just running my heart out back and forth, back and forth. And uh, finally I started crying. I'm eight years old now, and my dad tells me, he said, you're going to stay out there as long as you cry. You're going to stay out there until you catch it. And, I mean, thank God for darkness. Or that man would have had me out there today. <laughs> oh, and, boy. Uh, but day after day after day after day, the same thing. You know, I'm in right field. He hitting the ball to center field. So finally, you know, after going through this thing day after day after day, I finally got the web of my glove on one of the one of the hits to center field, and once I got the web of my glove on it, I knew then that I could catch this thing. 
And so he hit it out there again. And I ran to center field and I caught it. And he said, come on in. I said, nope. I said, do it again. I said, because it, it could have been luck the first time. And crack, he hit the ball out the center field again. I ran and caught it again. But that's the way my dad trained me. And so when I got home that night, and I'm sitting down at dinner, my dad, who was a man of very few words, like I said, he was a Marine, and he lived this Marine life. He was a tough guy. And I'm sitting down at dinner, and my dad said to me, and I'll never forget this, Ray. He said, I knew you could catch that ball. And he said, but I wanted you to have the confidence in yourself that I have in you. And once you have that type of confidence, you will dominate your competition. And I never forgot that. I was eight years old. I never forgot that when he told me that once I had the confidence in myself that he had in me, that I would dominate my competition. And at eight years old, that was the thing that drove me every single day that I played any sport. Dominate your competition. Wow. Well, you certainly did that, Kenny. And it's amazing that here it is. And I, I, I think I'm correct. I'm going to say it's 50 years to the year uh, ago that your dad said that to you. Because if I'm not mistaken, you should be 58. Am I correct? That's correct. And, that, and you remember that 50 years later. And uh, certainly, uh, as I said, you know, watching you play, man, you, you bought it all the time. And people certainly got their money's worth. Uh, I, I, I'm just curious as to know, uh, I know I heard, and I, I like, we got a couple minutes here because I'm not sure um, how much time you have here, but we certainly got a couple more minutes. We want you to get as much time as you can on to uh, share some information. Now, I heard, Kenny, that you, your retirement was due to some health issues, um, is, is that correct? And if that is correct, can you share that with us? Because it may be something you may be able to help somebody else which, with, a, with a message you have because you've been with some good information here so far. Well, I, I think, you know, pretty much anybody who's followed my career knows that I had to retire because of a kidney ailment. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was and, kidney. Uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what it was, but I, I knew that. I just didn't know exactly if it was your kidney. Yeah, I, 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 but I did hear that. I just wanted to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Now, um, obviously, uh, that that's something where um, I'm sure they've done the best they could to 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 address that, and and you've done the best you can to maintain your health since then. Um, is there anything you could share with anybody else, Kenny, who may uh, themselves may find themselves in a situation uh, where they have a kidney issue? Is there anything uh, any organizations you're working with uh, to bring awareness? Well, I mean, with with the national uh, the national uh, uh, organ, you know, transplant organization. Uh, I think it's called UNOS. Um, I mean, if you have kidney problems, you know, you, you know, you need to talk to your nephrologist, and uh, which is the, which is a kidney doctor, and um, you know, it's it, it's an arduous process. But uh, you got basically two options. The one option is that you can go on dialysis, and typically, that's you know, three days a week, depending upon what kind of uh, dialysis unit you're, 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 you're using, it could be three and a half hours a day or it could be five hours a day. Mm. Uh, so it, that's a, that's a time-consuming process, with, which uh, I did for about three years before I, before I got uh, my first transplant. Uh, 
Then I lost that transplant. Uh, the kidney stopped working after about six years. Went back on dialysis again. Got another transplant in 2004. And that transplant is, is the one that I'm living on right now. Yeah. And uh, it's not going to last me for the rest of my life. It's no question that I'll probably have to go back on dialysis at some point. Uh, but it's working now, and I just thank God that it's working now. And uh, and uh, should it fail, uh, you know, I, I, I've been there before, so I'll do what I have to do to live. Yeah. And that's, that's just the bottom line. Well, Kenny, let, let me just say, man, you've given uh, an awful lot to, to, to football and uh I, I heard you again in the ceremony speech uh, recognize your coach and I think your high school coach and uh, and your pastor I think was there too along with your uh, with your family uh, right I believe your 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 mom and your sisters and your children and and your wife right. and your wife was there but I think you mentioned your coach's wife and you know she been she contributed to your life as well uh, but um, I think she's no longer with us am I correct in saying that? Right, right. Yeah, she is a great woman, man. I mean, uh, I mentioned her because my coach uh, had, you know, remarried, mm-hmm. and I want—I didn't want to uh, before I before I did the speech. I called her on the phone, his current wife, and I said, uh, "I want to mention something about uh, my coach, your husband, former wife, uh, because she was really special." in our relationship. And so I don't want, you know, this to just be said and not, you know, given, giving you the, the heads up that this was coming down the pike. Right. And uh, she was very respectful of that. She understood that uh, that my, my, my high school coach and, and his wife and I had a special relationship. And uh, that was the reason why uh, I mentioned her, because uh, she was very instrumental in our relationship uh, in high school and uh, and and the fact that uh, uh, my coach uh, Tommy Rhodes was uh, uh, significant in, in in my choice in colleges because I would go to a college you know you know I mean you've been there you know you go to a college and I won't mention the college name but the first college <laughs> I went to and I won't mention the name but Man, they offered me a, a car and and, uh, and an apartment to stay in and uh, several hundred dollars worth of clothes and mm. and you know so I go back I go back to Chesapeake and I tell my coach I said coach I think I'm going to school at this this school he said he said why so I tell him you know about all the stuff that they offered me he said that's the very reason why you're not going to go there there you go because they're going to be on probation and mm. sure enough I go to UCLA. Uh, that uh, I signed with UCLA, and two years later, that that school's that school, on probation. That program received the death, the college death penalty. Wow. They well, went on probation. Yeah, well, we know who they are because I think it's only one that's ever received that death penalty. Uh, but uh, and obviously, with some good advice that he gave you, and uh, and you certainly took it in. Uh, but but Kenny, I can just tell by the words that you spoke about your your coach's wife and the way you approached that with his current wife speaks volumes to the to the man that you are. And uh, there's something else that you did too in your speech. Um, 
that I thought spoke volumes about who you are and, and what you stand for. And obviously, there's more to Kenny Easley. Although he is a pro football Hall of Famer, there's more to Kenny Easley than football. And, and you, you spoke about um, some of the troubles that are going on uh, with the young folks, uh, particularly young black men here in, in America. You, you talked about the advocacy group uh, Black Lives Matter. And, of course, you uh, went on to say that all lives matter. Uh, I'm interested in terms of uh, in, in, in your current state uh, of affairs. Um, are there some things that you've lent your name to and your, your success to um, to try to make this a, a better place? Uh, certainly your words speak value, but are there any organizations that you've worked with here uh, in the past? Well, I mean, I've done all kinds of things with, with my money in terms of helping organizations. Uh, but I think the best thing that I can do uh, to to foster, you know, better lives for, for, for children is through my flag football program. Mm -hmm. You know, we're taking kids, and as I indicated before, we're training them up the right way. And this is what I believe that the Lord wants me to do now, because I've done a whole lot of other things. I've done a lot, a lot of different businesses and had, you know, various successes in different businesses. And, but this is what the Lord wants me to do right now. What? And probably for the rest of my life, because I have not had this type of fun since I retired from football. Well, showing I'm... young kids, showing young kids how to, how to train, how to train properly. Well, I'm I'm glad that the Lord has given it to you, man. That you're being obedient. Uh, I certainly appreciate that. There are a whole lot of young men whose lives you're you're going to impact, and and you know that football not only impacts the individual that participate, but the entire communities are going to be impacted by your work and by the example that you've been, you've been. So uh, we've run out of time, Kenny. But uh, God bless you, man. I appreciate it. It's been an honor. Uh, again, a classmate of mine from 1977 stepping onto the college campuses of, of UCLA and I at Ohio State. But uh, I think we had a lot of fun back then. And over the years, uh, we've enjoyed what football has given us. And I hope they've enjoyed what we've been able to give back to them, including this show that you joined me on today. So, uh, again, thank you, uh, Hall of Famer Kenny Easley. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.